Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Teriuktana, and today we'll be investigating a different but ancient form of self-transformation. People have forgotten the wisdom embodied all around them and how to access it. In part, I blame the ABC books we were given as children. Right away, they taught us animals can only symbolize one thing. They make only one noise, or they're only connected with one letter of the alphabet. We're taught each thing has only one meaning. A chair is only for sitting. Don't stand on it, or you'll fall and hurt yourself. Well, One of the first things that happened when I arrived at college was a party where the roaring drunk seniors balanced all the chairs in the common room at odd angles, so they became a ten-foot-tall art installation we called the Chairway to Heaven. I knew I was going to love undergrad right there and then. Meanwhile, our need for simple, pat answers has only been reinforced by the internet and social media. We need answers now. Don't have time for ambiguity. Just Google it and move on. Therefore, when working with the Akashics, people assume an animal guide can only represent one thing, and the thing is very simple and easily reduced to one word. I'm sometimes startled when students tell me they figured out what their animal guide represents. They tell me one word, which seems simple, and yet has magnitudes of meaning in it. Most times I can't tell whether they do or don't understand things like love or compassion or empathy or devotion or loyalty are not simple concepts. Like a lake or a river, they can seem like one thing on the surface, but have deceptively rich and complex depths. Often, part of the student's journey is to discover those depths, and working with their animal guide in the Akashics is a portion of the process, if they're willing. Spirituality, in general, has picked up on this simple answer trend, using tropes and memes and simple definitions for things which are rich and complex. Transformation is one of them. The go-to image is caterpillar to butterfly. It's a beautiful image full of hope and joy and happiness. However, it's been disnified into a very sanitary, Cinderella image of the future. The transformation is assumed to be instantaneous, painless, and somewhat like a gift from a fairy godmother. Also, once the transformation is complete, life should be effortless and beautiful like the butterfly. It's the meme version of happily ever after the end. However, Recently, some people have begun mentioning that the actual process is a bit scary. I mean, the caterpillar has no idea what it will become, 
but is compelled to retreat from everyone and everything it knows, construct a jail cell it can't get out of, then completely dissolve into a goo. No structure, no body, nothing but ooze. From this ooze forms the butterfly, which must struggle to escape or it won't survive, cannot accept any help, because help will cause it to die a not-swift-enough death of terminal disability. And even then, it lives an amazing life for a few days. Yay? On the other hand, when I hear people talk about the whole butterfly explanation of transformation, I can't help but wonder why people get so excited. I mean, we've all been through it personally, if we're over the age of 20. It's called puberty. I know I personally would not want to go through it again. Just saying. Yes, there are some rockin' benefits, but the cocoon phase? Please don't make me go through that again. Luckily, there are other forms of transformation and I see client after client going through this process without having any idea what is happening. They haven't been taught anything other than the caterpillar symbology, but many people don't go through an ooze stage. They go through something less dramatic and more life-affirming. They go through a shedding, like a snake. First, let's talk about what snake does. Snake lives a full and eventful life up in the trees, going through the grass, swimming in the water, depending on the species, maintaining the balance and doing all of the wonderful snaky things it does. No, they're not slimy. They're dry and scaly, and their skin actually feels like what a dragon would feel like, if you could actually touch one. They're a little bit of fire on earth, helping goose things into moving when they're wanting to stay still. In the life of every snake, there comes a point where it's time to replace the old with the new. We humans do it constantly. We have a cloud of sloughed skin cells and hair constantly floating away from us. We are continuously regenerating in every moment until we finally stop. Snakes are more into peel the onion. Waste not, want not is their motto, so they wear their old skin until they outgrow it, until it's no longer useful. Meanwhile, they're growing a new one underneath. It can seem like a complete duplicate of the first one, and indeed it incorporates everything in the old one which was good and useful and supportive, but ditches what didn't work and adds in new features, including renewed strength and vigor. Plus, it's bigger. Then the snake starts doing something rather wonderful. It starts shrugging around to detach the old skin. It starts working from the inside out, loosening things, tying up loose ends, getting everything ready to go. Eventually, it's wearing an old snake suit and a brand new one underneath. And when the entire thing is loose, it walks right out of it. Well, not exactly. 
It has no hands, no feet, no nothing to start removing the suit. So it goes searching for something around it with a sharp edge. A rock or a branch or something. And it scrapes and bangs its head against it. Rams its nose into something over and over. It struggles and bashes and rips until the front of its skin is all torn up. Then it drags itself against that sharp thing to drag the skin off. It's a bit like birthing, the old from the new. And so you'll hear the owners commenting the snake makes a mess in its cage. Yep, it's a releasing kind of process. Out with the old, in with the new, as it were. Don't tease a snake while it's down. Well... Don't mess with it while it's shedding or directly after. Not only is the new skin brand new, never having been touched by anything, but snakes actually shed a layer off their eyes as well, and so have severely limited vision and feel very vulnerable during the process. It can take a few hours before they're up and running again with their new skin and seeing with their new eyes. Something to keep in mind is, Snake does this more than once in a lifetime. It does it often. Snake skin isn't elastic. It has to be replaced each time it's outgrown. If you think back through your life, more than likely you'll find this is a rhythm in your life rather than a butterfly, all-or-nothing transformation. Your life goes chugging along for a while, but then it seems like you get bored or you accomplish what you were there to do, and things just don't fit anymore. It's like all the color goes out of things. They get dull, you get distracted, you can't be bothered. There's just no juiciness in what you were doing, but you can't figure out why. Must be a personal failing, right? Well, the problem is, nothing else seems interesting either. Just nothing seems to fit or to call you, and it's frustrating, and you just can't see your way forward, and everything is wrapping up around you, and you have no idea what to do next. You flail around trying this and trying that, which just makes you feel like you're banging your head against the wall, and all of you is getting torn up. So you do something temporary, something which will get you through while you wait for a universe which doesn't seem to want to help at all. Finally, there are just the remains of a life all around you. Sound familiar? Once your life is in shreds, that's when things start to open up again. There's always this downshift and despair, and then something comes. Yep. The difficulty isn't in the process. As you can see, the process is actually quite beautiful and efficient. There's a bit of a lead-up to the event. The skin comes off, rest a bit, and then move forward with a beautiful, renewed, and improved self. The problem is in not understanding what is going on. If a snake didn't understand this is what they were meant to do and how to work with it to make it happen in the best way possible, it would probably be horrific. But they do. And so should you. You can recognize when this process is happening because of three main things. 
One, you're restless and wanting to move on to something new. Two, everything still outstanding in your life starts wrapping up, either escalating to an ending or simply falling away. And three, your life seems to be in the pause, like when your car is shifting gears. The engine is running, but no foot is on the gas because the gears need to move before they can re-engage and start moving you forward at the new speed. When these things become obvious, it isn't time to panic. It's time to celebrate. Yes, you won't be able to see your way forward yet. That scares the crap out of most people because we have significant trust issues. If we can't see what's coming, we tend to panic and try to make something happen. Trust in Creator? Sure, as long as we know what the plan is. As long as we can get some answers, see the path ahead, get a map, we're fine. But Snake doesn't see the way ahead. Part of this transformation is to gain new ways of seeing through removing the old vision. It's like taking the blinkers off. You can't see clearly with them on, so how can you see the path ahead until they're off? In fact, it's silly to try. And then once they're off, your eyes need to adjust to the light and the range of vision. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes trust in yourself. It's in your nature to see clearly. All you have to do is wait. Besides, all the maps and the plans and the foresight will do you no good because your old eyes can't understand what they're seeing. It's only with new eyes that any of it will make sense. I see so many clients going through this process. They feel hopeless because they don't recognize what is going on, and so they think they're spiraling down breaking under the pressure of a life which no longer fits, if it ever did. They know they need something new, they need to move on, but they don't realize they already are. They don't recognize they first need to set themselves free, not from the outside world, but from their old lives, their old identities. The thing is, we automatically want to know what we can do to facilitate the process. What can be done to hurry it along, to make it smoother and easier, to make it be what we need it to be? What we have no connection to, because we've learned not to trust and to make things happen, is the understanding that by the time we recognize this process, it's already fully underway, both outside and in. What we can do for ourselves is rejoice rather than succumb to depression or random flailing. There is a rhythm to this process, and everything but our brain knows exactly what to do and how to do it. Our soul has chosen this method and has been and is guiding us through. What can you do when all you want to do is explode into action? Get grounded, get centered, and review what is going on in your life not from an emotional or judgmental or lack perspective, but from the skin-shedding perspective. Yes, things are ending. Good, they need to. Guaranteed, not everything is. 
part of why the snake shedding process is so wonderful is we don't become something completely different. We become a better version of who we were before. We're the 2.0 or 3.0 or 20.0 version of ourselves. We aren't doomed to repeat everything again. We're walking completely out of that life, hence the winding up of old business. We won't go back to it again. Snakes don't walk back into an old skin or mourn for it. They leave it behind for others to marvel at. This year has been one of transformation for many people. It's an implementation year, and this means all the dreams and the drama of last year are being made manifest, which includes us shedding the old year and coming out all shiny and new. It's an emotional process. We're vulnerable during times of transition, when we're in the in-between, when we're neither here nor there, neither this nor that. But this is where the magic is strongest. It's where anything and everything is possible. You can't see it until you're in it, and once you're in it, there's nothing to do but be in it. Just be. Once you're on the other side, you'll have plenty of time to experience and get to know the new you. Is there a new you underneath this old life you're living? Are you ready to step out into the new you? And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be experiencing how we are the bridge between Akashic universal energies and the manifested world. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thanks. Bye.